Good morning or evening or afternoon, depending on the time you're watching. Fellow screeners, how you doing? Alex A. Town Ryan here. Once again, we are here on our ninth screening of Growing Up With Movies. And of course, I have my co-host with me, Mr. Thomas James, Mr. Ozo's Moves. Hello, Mr. A-Town. Yes, yes. How are you doing, sir? Uh, Not too bad, man. You know, we are very excited about this movie. I actually remember watching this as a a kid and uh, being into this movie. So it's even more fun watching it as an adult, you know, watching Robin Williams literally at his best. At at his, oh, we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But before we do that, let's get into some segments. You know, I got I got this this feeling, Tommy James. Do you do you usually get this feeling? Hey, Tommy, what you watching? Oh, Mr. A-Town, what a question. What a question. You're asking me what I'm watching. I'm going to tell you what I'm watching. Because recently I have been watching Trailer Park Boys. Because there's (laughs) nothing on TV or, you know, there's no movies. Obviously, we're still in the movie drought. I have watched Trailer Park Boys before. um, And I really did enjoy it. It's actually very funny. Um, It's like, you know, kind of like how The Office is. Yeah. Um, and they're just, you know, white trash individuals living in a trailer. And um, it's, it's hilarious. Like, recently they ended up going um, animated. Not okay. really sure why they went animated, though. Probably budget. Maybe they couldn't do live at live stuff. So maybe they're like, it's easier to do voiceover than have yeah. to meet on a set, do all of that. So they're like, it's, che- it's probably cheaper to them. Maybe they may have cut their funding too. Which is weird too, because they own the studio. Like the guys, the three guys that run it, they own yeah. the studio. And it's actually, it is a very popular show. Yeah. So you would think they would be fine with, with money, but I guess, yeah. you know, shit happened. I know one of the main characters, um, he ended up dying. So what? that could have been another reason where they were like, you know what, we're going to, go this route now it's a less money and we can still keep the show alive it's actually not that funny when it's animated because it gets too weird like a a random bird like big ass like phoenix type of thing grabs the guy and pulls away and you're like see the reason that the show is actually funny is because there's a lot of realism in the show yeah you know because they're just white trash guys living in a trailer selling drugs getting arrested that's the one i'll say the best part about the show is that the the beginning, the first season of every, the first episode of every season, they're getting out of jail. Yeah. And then the end of the season, they're going back to jail because they keep getting <laughs> arrested. So, like, it all adds up. And it is a very funny show. It is on Netflix. Yeah. They have a bunch of specials as well where they have them coming into, because um, they're from Canada. So, they, they come into America. They go to Europe. And they do the craziest shit in the world. But it is a very funny show. It's one of those like I'd put it. You know, you got The Office, you got Parks and Rec. I put I put them there too. I give them top five when it comes to that wow, that kind of high. yeah for that kind that, of a TV show. Yeah, that's high praise. Holy shit! It is because I, I thought when out. I first oh you've never seen it? <laughs> nah, never seen it. You should try it out. Like in the I'll tell you this: the first season's a little a little rough because you can see there. It's almost like kind of how The Office was. They're trying yeah. to get their knack and they're trying to get on their feet. Yeah. You'll notice after like two, then three, then four, and you're like, oh, I get, they found it. They figured what yeah. they wanted to do and how okay. they're going to be. 
And due to that, the, the show just got, it's very funny. I'm going to check it out. It is. It, it is very funny. And it's one of those. And even when the, the when somebody first uh, recommended me to watch it, they told me, yeah. don't, don't disappear after the first season. Like, yeah, it, it's going to feel rough, it. but yeah. you got to let it rock a little bit. Remember, these guys started this show by themselves. They started the company by themselves. So they're kind of need to find their knack. He goes, and once they do, oh, it, it gets hilarious. <laughs> it's very funny. Oh. Definitely oh, very, I'm, very funny. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, in terms of what I'm watching, I'm not really watching anything right now. I'm, I'm just watching reruns. Yeah, Nothing but that's what it is. It's all reruns. <laughs> like, what else so to watch? I can't really pinpoint. Maybe next next screening I'll find something good. Something good will hit me. But you know, as always, it always gives us that uh, a feeling, like as usual, that. All right, all right, and moving on. We're on to the. I think this is your very your favorite part. <laughs> Of the show. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's time Liberty for Tommy James. Limited collection. Limited collection. Limited collection. Mr. Aton, you're absolutely right. This is my favorite part of the show. Uh, because I get to talk about my limited collection. And what did I add to my limited collection? Now, I did promise you I was going to show you that Jurassic Park one. I'm going to save yeah. that for next time. I do have it. I just want to throw it out there. I do actually do. I do have it. It's not like I didn't get it yet. I'm really upset about it. I do have it, but I will be bringing it to the next screening because that'll be screening 10. Um, I have here, uh, I know it's a little hard for you to see right now, but it is the Mummy Ultimate Trilogy 4K edition. Has straight crazy man, the sexy man himself, Brendan Fraser at that time in life. Uh, and The Rock is on the front of the cover, of too. <laughs> but funny enough, Imhotep, not on the cover. The That's Mummy weird. is not on the cover. But guess who else is on the cover? Jet Li. Oh, so it's the full, yeah, it's the dragon. Yeah. But it's all of them because it's The Mummy, The Mummy Returns, The Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. And yeah. only two of them are good. The third one was crap. Yeah. Absolute Yo, crap. Yeah, of course. But you know what's funny? You mentioned The Rock being on it. Did you hear the news today? Yes. Well, as well, of he, this screening, he mentioned that they're going to. They're going to reboot it, the Scorpion King? Yeah, he said that he's going to be behind it, doing the producing and everything, and everybody's saying, well, who's he going to pick? And the one name that keeps getting thrown out and thrown out is yeah. Roman Reigns, because that's yeah, his but, cousin. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. that You're going to get literally the same level of acting as when The Rock first started. Yeah, because that is literally when The Rock started, so yeah. he, was, he was still getting that acting chop thing down. Like, no, how about you make The Rock, maybe, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, if you're going to do it, then you might as well come back. You've gotten, what, almost 20-plus more years experience. Try it again. Well, he Fuck said it. he doesn't want to do it again. Then don't reboot it. <laughs> <laughs> or make it a TV show. You can make yeah. it a TV show. It's like a Spartacus type of thing. He and want- get a good, like, Samoan actor if you want to keep it like that and just, well, like, do it right. Don't just put it. Well, but he's money. Yeah, and, you know, money talks, especially in the movie industry. But I just think it would have made more, because he said he wants to explore the mythology and whatnot. So, okay, do a TV show. You'll make probably even more. I know it is expensive, though, to do multiple episodes, so it might make, he's like, oh, budget-wise, we can do this, and we'll do a movie. We'll get Roman Reigns to do it, and he'll be cheap because he can't act anyway, and we'll go from there, and it's like, I guess, (laughs) you know, like, are you going to lead to the mummy with O's? Like, that's where eventually it technically led to. Yeah. And eventually led to the mummy, but, you know, they tried to do the mummy again, and it didn't, no... 
Well, as always, that has been Tommy James. Limited collection. Limited collection. Yes, yes. Ah, oh, but hey, sit down. Sit down. Take your seats, kids, because it's time for my segment. Okay, children, let's take our seats. Mr. A-Towns. Read a movie. And you know, it's funny you mentioned like the mummy and these like ancient cultures. And you mentioned like Jet Li and his like, that was, they went follow like the East Asian uh, aspect. So the book I have today, it's a very, I, I read this as part of a trilogy, part of um, Chronicle of the Unhewn Throne. It's So the first book in that series is called, I don't know if you can see it. Well, you can just see the guy. It's called The Emperor's Blades. Okay. Now, so the, the 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 plot of this book is that there's this like there was this once this evil threat, like these ev- this shadowy creatures threat that was once like like banished from like this east and the book is like it's has a lot of East Asian philosophy and culture, so that's where it's based in. So there was once a shadowy threat that was like locked away by these great warrior monks that had the power to like because these things they can uh, they can attack your emotions. Oh. So there was these group of monks, these warrior monks that like locked them away, banished them, and this kingdom was able to rise up from that those from those ashes. So the plot of the book is that these three siblings are like they're the son of the emperor, the the sibling, the ch- children of the emperor. So the book takes place where it's three different viewpoints. One was sent to work with a group of warriors one was sent to like live with monks and the the daughter was sent stayed in the kingdom so one of them has the power to banish the threat that's slowly coming back Ooh. so the book starts where their father the emperor is killed so the, the siblings basically have to unite come back together to stop this threat coming down the line so the first book follows each of their plot lines where they're separated and how they how they live their lives, how different they grew up to be, and they have to come together to stop the threat. The only thing is, I've only read the first book because it's part of a trilogy. I read okay. the first book and literally made it like twenty pages into the second book. I have all three books, oh, wow. but I never got deeper into it. But in terms of like read a movie, becoming a movie, this first book would make a great movie because the imagery and everything is. Uh, remember the movie with Jet Li and Jackie Chan? Uh, what was it? Journey to the West. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So you could easily place it into that magical, fantastical world. You have the monks, you have the warriors, you have the main kingdom is described as like it's like old ancient Chinese world. Mm-hmm. And like the character, but it's a fictional place. So like the fantasy of it, like, and when I was reading this, it was around the time of Game of Thrones. So I was like, all right, if you could do Game of Thrones, just just take Game of Thrones and this would be it, but just more with East Asian cultures. Interesting. I, it would make a better movie than TV show because the budget of like the landscape of how you want to show the world mm-hmm. would have to be so grand. You would need a movie budget to do it. Okay. So I think it would easily translate into a movie, at least the first book. I haven't read the other two. I put them away. I'll probably get to it sooner or later, but I think it would be good. Definitely. Oh, that sounds really interesting. I mean, you know, yes, yes. just to, it's, it's very difficult to find Especially nowadays, an all yeah. Asian kind of cast. Now, obviously, if you yes. were to do the movie, you want to do an all Asian type of uh, yeah, kind of cast. Yeah, you got to stay true. Um, so, and usually when you get them, they tend to be very good. Yeah. And I'm sure there's plenty of movies out there that we'll get to that yes. um, yeah. eventually we could discuss that as well. Um, but no, that, that's oh, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even the one that we're going to end this season with. Yes. That's what thought thought I was like, yo, they could do that. And it's because there's not a lot. Mostly they have like Kung Fu. I mean, this has warrior stuff aspects to it. So you got that. And that's the action that people love to see. Sadly, most Asian films, 
y'all, someone always has to know Kung Fu. <laughs> wow. It, that's just what it is. Then it's not an Asian. It's not an Asian film, then. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like, there's never. I mean, there are some like more recently movies we've seen where it's like they don't have any of that. Like, um, uh, the Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> I was about to be like they, Crazy Rich Asians. But they literally put in the title. Nah, it's just a bunch of Crazy Rich Asians. But with this, I mean, look, it's Hollywood. You know, you love this shit. Look this shit up and do it. Nice. It's easy money. I like that. But of I course, like, like that, that has been Alice Tom Ryan's. Read a movie. Mr. Aton, I have one quick question for you um, yes, when it comes to especially, you know, this segment and especially for the listeners. Where do you get your books from? Oh, uh, Amazon. Amazon. And and it's funny because, like, one thing about social media, you know how they're always listening mm-hmm. and they're always watching, mm-hmm. watching. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these tend to just – and plus we follow a lot of, like, geek culture sites and social media. So a lot of what I think gets popped up in, like, either the message boards or people sharing their good stuff. So that's how I come across a lot of these books. Nice. But and but and but Amazon's mostly like I even got an update for today that Ready Player One is about to be shipped soon. I mean, oh, yeah. Ready Player Two is about to be yep. shipped. Like mm-hmm. they're just letting you know it's coming. I'm like, I'm waiting, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm ready to read. <laughs> I'm ready to read. I'm bitch. ready to read a soon-to-be movie. <laughs> yes, yes. So yeah, it's coming up, and it's funny because a lot. But I mean, we'll cover a lot of these films, like these type of East Asian films, as we go on. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I may throw Joy Luck Club into this at some point. Just. Just to see, because I think that did win an uh, Academy Award. I'm not sure though. Oh, that's a good question. I got. I would have to look that up. But you know, as usual, we'll get there. Yeah. Well, no, absolutely, we're gonna get there, and everything's gonna go nice and smooth when we finally get to that point. I'm excited yeah. for it. I'm very excited for it. Oh well, speaking of Asian films, haha. <laughs> see, see the segue. I like, but before I like, we get like to it. that, we mm. gotta pay some bills. Hey, Tommy James, how about them sponsors, brother? Oh, you know what, Mr. A-Town? Before I even be able to mention that sponsor to you, yeah. I forgot to tell you. I, I I always tell you, before we do an episode, I always go, He, I got the email. I got the email. Um, I I forgot to tell you, I did get an email. I was trying to ignore him this time. I know I'm, you yeah. were. I know you were. <laughs> but I can't, I can't throw away Kyle, as we know now, known as Marcus Kyle Jacob. Um, he did email me, which... We, I was interested. Remember, we did say last week, we did say he better like this movie. You know, he better like yeah. this movie. So wait, here, wait. here, here we go. <laughs> uh, I didn't read it yet, by the way. This oh. this email, this email was literally sent to me like maybe twenty minutes ago. Oh, this is gonna be good. Oh, this is gonna be interesting. Dear Alex and Tommy, music, music, music. The music was amazing. The choreography was amazing. Nothing like a movie about grinding. (laughs) Oh, God. Don't don't people know that if you tell someone they can't do something, they will do it? (laughs) Well, that didn't stop Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey from doing their thing. Wayne Knight was great, too. Lots of values drawn from this movie. And from start to finish, I was hooked. A true classic. Your friend, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Oh, son, if you, if he had failed in this, I would I would have had to banish him. Eh. I would we would have had to find someone else. And I think he's still on his way to Brooklyn too, so he would definitely oh, yeah, get yeah, banished. 
Yeah, yeah. I would have. We would have been waiting at the little sign where it says you welcome to Brooklyn. Forget about it. And we would have been like, fuck off. Forget about it. <laughs> fuck off, Kyle. <laughs> fuck off, Marcus Kyle Jacobs. It is bastard. good, Kyle. I'm proud of you, Kyle. Yes, I way to go, Kyle. Thank you so much again. We love getting your emails, even though I feel that it's still like a seven year old writing it, even though I think he's like 36. <laughs> um, <laughs> but hey, he's watching. He's growing up with movies. He's giving us his opinions. And eventually he'll be able to come on the show with us since he's now moving to Brooklyn. But, Mr. A10, you did mention that paying the, uh, paying the bills. You mentioned that sponsor. Let me get back to that as well. So there we have, of course, our sponsor. And this is what it goes like. So, Mr. A-Town, I got a question for you. Are yes. you looking for a local premium spirit but don't want to really break the bank? Oh, wait. I mean, wait, what I mean, am I? Wait, hold on a second. I'm asking yes. a stupid-ass question right now. You don't drink. But for those listeners out there that do drink, well, look no further than Misguided Spirits. Misguided Spirits is an employee-owned company located in Brooklyn, New York. That's where we're from, by the way, all listeners out there. Inspired by the rogues of earlier times who organized the Misguided and gave them a voice, a community, and a stiff drink. Pick up your bottle of Misguided Gin, Vodka, and Rye Whiskey at your local liquor store, or ask for it by name at your favorite watering hole. Drink Misguided Spirits, the official sponsor of Growing Up With Movies and Second Rounds Entertainment. And of course, always drink responsible. Growing Up With Movies. Yes, of course, because, you know, they, they try to get sued. But as always... <laughs> This round of entertainment is brought to you by Second Rounds Entertainment, where this round of entertainment, Mr. Tommy James? is always on us, baby. Yes, yes, yes. And, but we have another one for you, starting now. Good morning, everyone. Hello. I think you know what time it is. That's right. Movie trivia time. It's movie trivia time. Today's question will be on the specific movie we are discussing on this episode. If you think you got the right answer, contact us on Instagram or Facebook at Growing Up With Movies and tell us your answer. Keep in mind, the movie theme basket is not on the line in this episode. Are you ready? Here we go. Although there are several Beach Boy songs that Adrian plays in the film, what is the name of the first song the audience hears on his first show. Again, although there are several Beach Boy songs that Adrian plays in the film, what is the name of the first song the audience hears on his first show? Thank you so much for tuning in to Growing Up With Movies, where growing up has its benefits. My name is Tommy James, a.k.a. Mr. Oh So Smooth. And this is Christian, a.k.a. The Fire Demon. And see you we'll at the see movies. you at the movies. All right, all right. Well, to all you listening, good luck in this contest. Hopefully you get the right answer and we'll probably mention it today. But let's get down to the nittiest of the grittiest. Oh, let's, let's talk about this movie. Good morning. Vietnam! Vietnam! 
Release. All right. Here's now. So here's the thing. We yeah. picked this movie because we said it's we're, it, this is we're in 1987. So here's the joke. When we look it up on IMDb, it says January 15th, 1988. Uh-huh. So I'm not gonna lie. We got a little buff. Like what the hell? Why is it saying 97? Did we fuck so it, up? <laughs> yeah. Did we fuck up? But so, but here it is. So it turns out it was the it was limited debuted limited release December 23rd, 1987. Now. If if you don't know movies, certain times like they tend to do limited releases, uh, release in limited theaters, maybe because they don't know probably what it'll do. Plus, it was also around Christmas time, yeah. So maybe they didn't trust they'll get the audience that they want at that time. So the the worldwide full release was January 15, 1988, but it counts because we it makes it just under the wire of 1987, and that's why we can talk about it today. That's right. We're but let's let's just like let's just get opening thoughts. Well, well, for me, my opening thoughts is I told I even texted you right from the jump. I I felt something in in the chesticles, you know, in the in the chest. Yep. Because it's been a while. To be honest, it's been a while since I actually sat down and watched a Robin Williams film. Like ever since he actually like you know what happened away. happened. Yeah. I've been holding back from actually sitting down and watching any of his films. Mind you, I've seen a lot of his films, obviously. Oh, yeah. But in terms of sitting down and just watching again, I've been avoiding that. It it I'll tell you this. Um, after he tie untime well, I, you know, yeah. you know his death. I remember the next movie I seen, which by the way, oh, we'll get there, was oh, yeah. Hook, and. Uh-huh. Uh, it was I and I love Hook by the way. I couldn't finish the movie. Yeah. For the first time ever I can actually say that yeah. I watched a movie that I really really like and I had to stop because yeah. the emotion of just watching him and being like damn man like oh, mm-hmm. you know it's not old age you know where you're just like hey lived like a Sean Connery yeah. film now. Yeah. You can yeah. sit there and be like I mean the guy was 92. You know, yeah. he lived a long life, you know, and Alex Trebek said, you know, he, he was 80. I mean, it's sad what happened, but he yeah. did live a long life. Yeah. And to know what happened and circumstances. And Aladdin, just, Aladdin's tough, too. Even oh, then, and you and we'll get to all like this is the first of like a lot of Robin Williams films. We will be. Oh, yeah. We'll get to all of them. And it's like I'm like, this is being the like I just saw this as the opening salvo. Of what will be just us gushing over this man. And there's and watch- previous shit too that's really good. Yeah. He has yeah, previous and, stuff that's good. Exactly. So like I'm watching like so just watch and like just watching the opening, of course, Forrest Whitaker's in this the oh, stars. Forrest Whitaker. All right, so let's break down like the the thing. So it's directed by Barry Levinston, written mm-hmm. by R- Mitch Markowitz, starring Robin Williams, obviously, Forty Forrest Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. Tom T. Tran, uh, so, uh the the girl's name, Trin. Chintara, I can't, I'm not even going to try it. That's fun to say, yeah. <laughs> Chintara uh, Sukapatana. Sukapatana. You know what? I yeah. might have gotten that correct. <laughs> yeah, actually you did, you did. <laughs> Sukapatana. Um, yeah, Bruno Kirby, Robert Wool, TJ Walsh, Noble. The reason why I like this cast is because this, the whole cast is amazing. Yes. Like, obviously, Robin Williams is at the forefront, Fort Whitaker is at the forefront, but the rest of the, like, the side guys. They're good, too. Were, they were all good, and that's very rare. Usually, the side guys are like, "All right, you're just there just to be window." But they all lend something to this film, mm-hmm. and this film is amazing. Just absolutely. The number one thing I know I'm gonna ask speak, but the one thing about this film overall is the love it gave to Vietnam itself. Yes, to the country. Yes, that it, it's not like it's not like oh we're in Vietnam. It was they didn't make a joke of where they were. 
I'm pretty sure they actually went and filmed there because you could tell like certain scenes when he's and when Robin himself is interacting with the people, mm-hmm. like real gold thing. That shit is genuine. Knowing who that man was, like a lot of the interactions were genuine. He, they just said, "Look, just interact with the people, do your thing, and we'll just catch it on camera." Yeah, actually, it was filmed in Bangkok. Really, Bangkok? Oh, in Thailand. Thailand. Yeah, really. Well, damn. Well, let's see, because it actually says filming locations. So they probably um, did some. And, and yeah, there's a, there is Vietnam as well. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, so they probably they you know jumped, usually yeah. when they, yeah they went back usually like well as we talked about like when we talked about Dirty Dancing, there could be something maybe you couldn't go in between each area certain scenes you probably couldn't do yeah. so they probably saved it for out there so I I could see that but you could tell the Vietnam stuff they were in Vietnam when they actually oh, interact yeah. with the people oh yeah one hundred percent Vietnam absolutely but like. So let's just get down to it. Like him, first his interaction with Forrest Whitaker in the beginning. <laughs> just straight Robin Williams, though. Yeah. That's what it is. Like even, because remember, this is also in a, a, a sense, a biography. Yeah. Because the character he's playing is real. That is yeah. a real person. Yeah. And, but it's just Robin Williams yeah. just Spitting out fire and just completely just doing him. Like, you have to think, and I guarantee it, especially when he's on air. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, I was waiting to get there. You know, but him and Forrest Whitaker, it's just, you know, Forrest Whitaker says a line. Robin Williams just throws out some shit. It's all <laughs> ad-libs, pretty much. This is just Robin Williams ad-libbing. <laughs> Yo, like, because, like, I, like, one thing about Forrest Whitaker, this was, like, his early, early in his career. And he, yeah, he always great. had that manic, happy mm-hmm. energy. And I love that Robin Williams got him on that. Yeah. Like, yo, why are you always happy? Why are you always smiling? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't know. It's just, it's just who I am. And I'm like, yo. His, his name was up. Garlic. <laughs> Garlic. He's like, well, first off, you should apply for a new name. I'm like, that's a dick. <laughs> yeah. And like, you hit, then he meets, of course, as, as a theme that I want to bring up in like a lot of movies we talk, there's always a hater. And he had two of them. Oh, well, yes, but no. Well, there's a hater, and then there's the second hater. Yeah. This, the first guy, is the hater. That was the lieutenant. The, the lieutenant. Yeah. He's like, you guys never bow to me. It's like, oh, he's Ooh. so funny. So it's, it's like, it's weird because he's like, you know, this is the army, okay? Yes. And he, he is, uh, and you got to think, this is why he's like, nobody salutes me. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, because you're a little bitch. It's like you only probably got lieutenant because you you were you you've somebody. been here you've been here for so long and you knew somebody because I didn't look at him and think lieutenant a lieutenant would be more straightforward and just be like you know you don't salute me okay okay like the, the station manager who's also the, is the second aider he had more of an authority yeah. than the lieutenant where I'm like yo you're such an asshole yeah. like the mummy's like oh I've heard of you and I you know I don't like your type of funny I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> he was a mad guy, you know, the one that goes, "I don't like you, man." Yeah, man. You, you gotta tell you, you're 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 not funny. You're playing music that's not good. You should play Perry Como, man. Hey, I like Perry Como too, but no, it's war. <laughs> but yeah, and like so, like you see, like well, it's the three leaders. So it's the the the, the top top general likes mm-hmm. him. Yes, he called him over. He's like, "Yo, he this guy's him. hilarious. Hell yeah, we want him here. We yeah. whatever he did, yeah." Then it's the second guy who's the station manager who's. He's kind of a dick also, but it's like, yo, just do your job. Don't I don't like you either, but I'm not gonna be I'm not going out of my way to fuck with you. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, and, and that comes later. The, 
Yeah, then you got the real just hater, like, whatever. But then you go, like, he goes right into it. Like, you see the guy before him, who I love, um, Robert Wool. Wait, what's his name? Uh, Robert Wool. I love him. He was my, actually, other than Whitaker and, and um, obviously, For, William. And Robert Robert Wool was my second, my third favorite character. Yeah, because he plays the same guy. Every That's time. him. <laughs> He's always, what show was he on? He was, he was on TV. What show was it? Oh, shit. Oh, it man. wasn't Roseanne, right? No, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it's one of those like blue collar type. Yeah, I forgot what because yeah. he reminds me of like Tom Arnold. Let me click on him and see if they'll put up what his yeah. thing was. But like you see, like he's you see him go before. Damn, uh, he was. Oh, he's been. Uh, yeah, he's been around. Oh, he was Arliss. Okay, Bill Durham. Okay, yeah. Uh, the Princess Bride. Yeah, he's been on a lot of stuff. He's he's. I know he's been around, but he always reminded me of like the Tom Arnold. He was Tom yeah. Arnold. You know, him and Robert Wall, Tom Arnold, same guy, but he's great in this movie. Oh, amazing. So, like, so then you get, which, that's why I text you, where he, um, Robin Williams just goes on air. He literally clicks record, record and, and goes, turns into Robin Williams. And then you get the aha moment, good morning, Vietnam, and he just goes the fuck off. And yep. like you were saying about him ablibbing. They did not write a single line of not that whole broadcast. Not at all. You no, know you can tell because you're looking at Forrest Whitaker, Robert Wall, the other dude that's sitting in the in the winter, mm -hmm. and they are losing their shit. Yeah, they're laughing their asses off. <laughs> they they couldn't hold like, and it was such a genuine moment. And then you show like the different parts of Vietnam of the different people listening, yeah. all over going about their business, and it's just uh, like. It's like welcome to this movie mm -hmm. because one thing about this movie, it, it kind of lures you, it takes you in, but it lures you in light, first, yeah. Then gets heavy toward the end. This is just the first light moment where you're like, yeah, this yeah. is why he is who he is. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% I agree because once he first goes off and then he gets into that he like that whole becoming Robin Williams when he even gets into like he does the moment of um <laughs> he's like when he's like oh this is like the Wizard of Oz and then he's just like oh and then he's just like oh 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 yo and he's just like and like you got to think listening to it if I was you know listening on the radio I'd be like what the fuck is going on right now but this is fantastic. And like, and then because you get, because you gotta look where they are. They're in Vietnam. It's during right at the height of the Vietnam War. Yeah. And tank, whatever you want to call it at the time. And they get into like the different things of what you're calling it. Mm -hmm. But it's like these people are there. They're, they're, they're sad. It's Armed Forces Radio. And you hear this guy come on, and he is such with such energy, yep. such passion that it takes them away from their circumstances in yep. that moment. And you feel it by the way everyone is just losing their minds laughing. Yep. And just and he's just going on and on. And it reminded me also like, well, he's done this in other films as well, where he just goes on a tangent. Mm -hmm. Like Mrs. Doubtfire, he did that. Um mm -hmm. Aladdin, he's done that, where it's like, look, they probably put in the script, Robin Williams does his thing. That's it. Yeah. Because that's how it is. I mean, you can tell also when they're filming this scene or anytime he's on the radio, when he goes on his tangents, because there's only two ways to look at him front yeah. with the camera side view, which yeah, is pretty much them just going, okay, go. And they let him go for like six minutes. Then they go to the front of him, go. And then he goes for another six minutes and then they go, okay, edit what's good. Yeah. You know, if he fucked up and he may did it again, edit what's good. And that he's the ad lib. 
king. He's the whose line is it anyway starter guy. Like he's the yes. starter pack. When you open up that pack of cards, you get a Robin Williams holographic. You know, you're good. <laughs> you win. <laughs> you win with those. That's like the Charmander hologram that you wanted as a child. It's Robin Williams and and the co- comedian ad libbing uh, and, and- starter pack. And then also like so after he does it that and then you get into also what makes this movie good is the music. Because oh, then they go what? with the bo- Beach Boys, great. I get around. I get and around. And then you see like everyone all over dancing. Yeah. And and that's what I like about the movie is that like they show his effect on the people. Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to show it from one angle, but you show it all over how he's making everyone's lives out in this place yeah. better. Because as we get go through the movie, it's bleak. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's sad. And they want to keep it off the air. That was the yes. one thing. Anytime something, and you know, we'll get there. But yeah. he he's supposed to re- report what's going on. Because it's war. War's yeah. not a happy time. No, you know, not. bad shit happens. In this movie, we see bad shit happen. So that to me, and you know, when he wants to report the news, they're like, no, that's not no. your job. Your job is not to say any of that. So it's but- it's crazy. And yeah, and so like, and then after, so he does his again amazing moments, and then he goes into like the little stationery, and then of course the hater comes in like, well, that listen, funny. that was not <laughs> funny, man. That was not funny. You're picking this worldly music, and you got, and then mind you, Robin went, and they're all just fucking with him. That's the thing. They're, he's a <laughs> lieutenant, and they're laughing in his face. He gets in the room, usually in the military, when somebody yeah. at a higher rank enters a room, you you're supposed up, to you stand salute. and salute. Nobody oh. moved. Well, that no. That, remember what he says when he walks in, at ease, gentlemen. And Robin's like, "We're already at ease." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Forrest Whitaker's just laughing his ass at him, like, "What? <laughs> you guys would be discharged for shit like this. You'd be, you'd be doing freaking push-ups for hours." Yo, and it's just so funny. And they just start going off like they're talking about like, oh, well, who can we get? Well, he's like, Bob Hope. He's like, well, Bob Hope doesn't want to come. Why? Because, well, he likes to come to wars. He's like, what do you mean? It's like, well, and then they go into like the real politics of like, this is not a war. Yeah. And because he got mad when he's like, yo, why did you call it a police action? Like when he made the cop joke. Yeah. Because that's what a lot at the time, that's what like most people here were protesting. Because, like, yo, that's not a war. Y'all just went to go do shit. And it's a police act. But the lieutenant's like, well, we, it is a thing. Well, he's like, well, what do you want us to do? Upgrade, like make it more violent to make this an actual war. Maybe Bob Hope will come. And that's very <laughs> sharp dialogue. Yeah. Because they're sending you a message. Yeah, message. And it's, it's mess. And it's, but the way they do it is so like hilarious because it's like, what like like like, but it's like but they're fucking with him by saying that like do you want us to make it more violent so then it could actually be a war then bob like that's some great writing right there yeah because because you gotta think that was really spoken about i think that conversation because again biography this guy's actually real that was really spoken about yeah because bob hope was very popular (laughs) you know at this point in time especially during the fucking war (laughs) Yes. And they're like they're talking. So it's like, oh, maybe we could get the Beach Boys. Well, last I checked, the Beach Boys were still at the beach. Yeah, yeah, they're still at the beach. It's gonna cost them a lot of money to get off of it too. <laughs> Message, like, mess, yo, and like it's like just it's it's the dialogue is just fucking hilarious. Yeah, like I'm every moment is just I'm just laughing my ass off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like you see like yeah, so he leaves and like so now he's like in he's walking out. 
with him and you know which the one the one thing about this movie that's gonna bother but I see why they did it is with him the romantic subplot I I didn't like it oh yeah we'll get there like it bothered me for like but like so he sees the girl and he's Mm -hmm. like he's trying to follow her wait did they go to the club first to the um yes they go to the bar they, they, they go to and you see the greasy sales <laughs> he reminded me of what's his face um george takei yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, like yeah you like my shit and he was obviously he was gay because he was just like <laughs> i've been looking for those naked pictures you got them for me and i keep telling him all the time there's no such thing <laughs> And then you're just sitting there, ah, Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> yo, and it's just, yo, Forrest Whitaker throughout this whole film was amazing. Yeah. But he, yeah, so he like, didn't he have his like, lazy eye yet, though. No, no, this is pre, I was going to say that because yeah. I'm watching him and I'm like, oh, the eye didn't drop yet. Yeah. It isn't half. <laughs> yeah, he's still good right now. It isn't half awake, half sleepy Forrest yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is fully awake Forrest. Yeah, Young, this is fully awake Fully Forrest. awake Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> he got tired as, as his career went on. <laughs> He didn't get, he didn't go to full crazy. It's he's still happy. Yeah. At some point he gets half happy, yeah. but he's still full happy for us with a kindness. That's great. Oh, uh, but so like, so you see, so like, and you can see he's just here to like keep the GIs happy. He's like, mm-hmm. yo, they keep coming here. They like to look at the girls. They like to spend money. I'm just going to be the happy, smiling businessman. Just keep coming here and spending your money. And like, you, like you see, like, cause again, as you again, there's so much we're gonna get to. Like, with, I'm just trying to get there, but like, this is where you first introduce because you think he's just happy all the time. Mm-hmm. He he wants no problems, even when there's like a fight. The fight goes down later on. He's like, well, he doesn't mean it, and then he comes back. Hey, no fighting. Yeah, he's yeah. just happy, happy because he's like, it's almost like he's masking his circumstances, and he's like, look, they're here. I have this establishment. I'm trying to just make money, make a living, keep myself going. So I'm going to smile at all these people. No matter what I may feel about them in real life, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to just smile, nod, serve drinks, show them the women, make sure they're here having a good time. Yeah, be a businessman. Be be a simple businessman. So then, then he sees the girl and he tries to follow her. (laughs) <laughs> which which was he started off creepy in general very creepy. julie oh my god i'm sorry i thought you, you were somebody else and you, I thought you might, you were this person i know and, and then he just starts oh yeah so you know just because of that mistake can i buy you coffee like you're like what <laughs> and it's like it gets so creepy so he follows her to the school yeah. where they're learning english they're learning english so he goes to the guy he's like uh so um i've been told that before I die, I gotta be. I want a chance to teach, and he just gives him the class. Yeah, like easily cool. teaches, give yeah. him the class. <laughs> so then, and so this was the moment of where, like, it where you go outside the race, and it was like, okay, it's a general moment because now it becomes about the people. Yeah, like the radio. I, the way I see it, the radio station is about the soldiers. Mm-hmm. Him teaching the class is about the people, the Agreed. local, Agreed. reaching yeah. out, learning that this is more than what. Maybe you've been taught like in the army, like just being part of it. And like, so that's when he sees her. He's trying, like, he's, again, we've all done stupid shit to try to, you know, get busy. Like, you yeah, know, try to. And so this was his way. But the, so then he meets the brother, Tuan, where he's like, and the Tuan. brother calls him out immediately. Oh, in a <laughs> second. You like my sister, huh? <laughs> what? Like, like my sister. She don't want you. You don't want to. Yeah, he's like, like, what are you <laughs> he's like, you're not friends with me. You're only friends because of my. He's like, no. I mean, you're honest. I mean, I like that you're so honest about it. Yeah. <laughs> so can I buy you some food? He's like, you don't really care about me. You just want her. He's like, she don't want you. She's not gonna want you. No. 
He said he's just breaking it down. And like, so then he invites him to the bar. And then that scene was so like, it, it told a lot more than what you initially saw it as. Because mm-hmm. the two GIs really fucking with him. Like, who invited the gook, as they call it? And then Robbins yeah. as well. Well, if you kick out the gook, you got to kick out the spicks, the this, the that. And, yeah. that. and like, like, he's not afraid. And the funny shit is where he's like, sir, in all my life, I've never seen a man as big as you, as strong as you. And yet have no penis. Bang! Bang, yeah. It just bangs right in the freaking head. Until the other guy comes who's taller. <laughs> it didn't work on him. Yeah, it didn't work on him, though. Uh, and you're just watching it like... You see, like, there's two different types of people out there. It's the ones that's just, look, we're here. Let's just make the best of our situation. And there's those that's really... It's really about the rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. Yeah. Fuck these people. Even though, again, you're in their territory. You're in their homes. You're yeah. living... You're sleeping with their women, their sisters. And that's why the brother told him out. He's like, this is what you Americans do when you come here. You come, you offer promises of money, you have sex with our women, whatever, and then mm-hmm. you just leave. Yeah. And Rama's like, kind of right. <laughs> because it's true. That's exactly yeah. what was going down in Vietnam. They were getting these girls pregnant. They were bouncing. Like, it was nothing. How many kids, as of like this? Well, I mean, those kids are now for adults. You know how I many like have what like of just Americans with it? They call it Navy babies. That's where like the yeah. term comes from. Navy, mm-hmm. like it happening, it happens all over. Yeah, but especially Vietnam, it was a lot. Well, aren't those the boomers? Was that the boomers, the baby boomers, that was <laughs> made because of the war? No, baby boomers are in America. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. But anytime after war, they usually call you the baby boomers. Like the main set of baby boomers of obviously World War Two. Yes, yes. Then it was the Korean War. Mm-hmm. Then it was Vietnam. Oh, okay. So those are like the three big. So it's anyone within those groups. So baby boomers is you have sex. Well, you have like you think you have the kid. Then you leave. You yes. Could, you probably die. Come back. Then you have more kids, and that's when the baby boom overdid it. But you could probably apply to there as well because yeah. they go there. They have a lot of kids. Yeah. There's a lot of siblings. And family trees connected across. And Vietnam across. is a big one. <laughs> Vietnam. Here, yeah, that way, if you go there, you'll probably find some of your siblings there. <laughs> yeah. now, if you know someone that went out there, chances are you have a sibling there. You have a sibling. You got a cousin. You, can, you got but a grandma. Yeah. You know, who the fuck knows is out there? <laughs> yeah. So, like, going back to, like, the romantic subplot, I did not buy it because she was At too all. young. Yeah, she was too young. And I know maybe Robin Williams is supposed to be, I guess, maybe in his 30s. Maybe. Like, I don't even know. They don't really mention his age. But he doesn't look. He looks like he's in his 40s. But he's not. He. I think you got to think Robin Williams has got to be in his 30s when he filmed this he, movie. He, he, do that again. Wait, sorry, did I cut up? I yeah, yeah, sure. do that one more time. Yeah, no, so, so I was like, no matter what his age, she was definitely too young. Oh, she yeah, she was like 15. She was like 15, 16, 17 years old. Way, way, way too young. And that's what it, I agree because I couldn't buy it. Like, I was watching it and I'm just like, eh. I don't see this going anywhere to the point that I'm going to really, really enjoy it. My, like, the, you got to believe in a subplot when it comes to it. And especially a romantic part of it. To me, yeah. that don't mean yeah. shit. It That's what it was, because like I'm yeah, because when I'm watching it, I'm like, first of all, she can barely speak English, and it's already creepy of like the old white guy 
uh, uh, with the the young looking Vietnam. V- uh, so, because I, sorry, I was doing the math real quick. So he was thirty six. Okay, so he was thirty six when he filmed this he was, movie. When he filmed this movie, he was thirty six years old. Okay, so already you're pretty old, and she had to be in her early twenties. Maybe. At the very least, at no more than twenty five. Maybe. And, and, and even probably younger. Exactly, probably younger. But she could have been like nineteen, twenty years old. That's true. That's true. I mean, See, how I'm old just, do you think? How old do you think Twan now. was? Twan had to be in like 16, 17. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Maybe. Yeah, like he 16, he's, he was like the way he yeah he was young young, but so like you're watching it, and I'm like, this is weird because she she does, first of all she pays him no mind. But here's here's the thing I'll give him credit for his character credit for, like when because again he's again he's thinking like yo I just want to get some you know get a little something get a little something. Yeah. But like so when the Twan acts later on sets him up with the date with her and you see the whole family comes. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> He says, oh, okay. So, <laughs> I for- oh, I forgot what he said. But what uh, he said, I like, I'm hosting laughing. the whole Geneva Convention. Yeah, some, some shit, shit like that. I, I started cracking up. I was like, oh, Robin Williams is too good. He's just because you got it. That wasn't written. Like he said yes. that. <laughs> he said it, and then behind the camera, like this fucking guy. <laughs> you got to think they're sitting there holding the camera, just shake. Shake. Oh, we got to do another cut. We got to do another cut. Robin, you got to do it again. Well, I'm going to say a different line this time. Please don't shake, don't shake, don't shake, don't shake. And so cut. Like, hilarious. So like, hilarious. So you like he goes on the quote-unquote date with her. Yeah. But I give his character credit, and of course, because the creepiness began to go away in terms of that he realizes, oh, this isn't it. Like, there's yeah. no connection here. Like, there's no, we don't, like, yeah, she's cute and all that, but I'm this we the first the language even though she speaks english yeah. the references he tries to make with her it's not hitting <laughs> you might as well talk to a wall exactly there's no chem there's no chemistry they try to fake the chemistry a little later which again i don't buy but yeah, in that moment there's no chem- like he starts buying stuff and it was weird because she gives him a look as if okay that's weird mm-hmm. and like so and like later so he even says later on he's like you know what i get it this is not, but we could be friends. We yeah. could like the closest thing they had was they go then when they went to the movies and she started singing. What was the song she sang? Oh, damn, damn it. it! Because it, it was oh, uh, puff the magic, the magic dragon, village by something. And like I was like, that's the closest connection she could get because, but she gets that from watching American films. Like right. they watching under the boardwalk and they're watching the, the what beach towel bingo song is playing. <laughs> yeah. That's as close as he gets. So I give him credit that he realizes, okay, this isn't working out. This is all right. I tried it. There's no, there's no connection. And I give him props that he didn't stay creepy with it. No, absolutely not. He didn't stay creepy. He get, he got closer to the brother. Yeah, yeah. The brother, ironically, the brothers who he becomes like close friends with. Yeah, like going down the line. So then, like you go, like of course, the, the meantime, the haters still being a hater, big hater. Because after they had the fight in the bar, they told him like, all right. You keep fucking up. We're gonna, we're gonna be done here, and we're mm-hmm. gonna get rid of you. So of course, so I, I don't want to jump because I don't want to miss anything because I want to go to where, um, where they go to where he's at the bar at the bar and the friend and Twan Twan comes and there. pulls him out when he tells him pulls, to leave. Yeah, so he's like, oh, uh, so and so's looking for. You. He's like, he's like, no, the sister. He was saying the sister. He's like, oh, and I knew like, well, there's no, we don't have anything. We're, there's no, there's no attraction. And then he's just like, no, no, no. She wants to meet you, like right now. And then he leaves. Boom. And like that's where I realized, like, oh shit, because mm-hmm. I was like, that's true. She, she wouldn't be asking for him, right? 
And now, because I forgot a lot, of course. So when I'm watching, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember. But they don't, they don't stay on it. They kind of veer you away from They're it. Smart. It, like they don't say, oh, we, they, they don't keep you on it right away. Yeah. They veer you away because then they show his dealing with because they show like someone's typing up a news draft, which then you realize it's him. He's writing about what happened. Yes. So and then you see like the people suffering like the oh and they get graphic with it. Oh yeah, and like, very oh, like the body. I was like, holy shit! Well, I was like, they didn't hide. Like one thing about this movie, they hide nothing. No, because it's real life. Real life, exactly. Like they hide nothing, and then they show the guy the the proprietor, and that's when he gets real. Where he like Robin Williams, he's nice. He's like, why? Why would they do this to me? I'm just trying to have an establishment, trying to. And I was like, there it is. Because there, there's the the realness of it. Like, because yeah. slowly with this movie, as you go on, the the illusion of Vietnam, oh, we're out here, all the girls. Like, as the movie goes on, they slowly chip away from that facade. Right, and and like to a point where the realism kicks in, and that's again, and and Robin Williams says it, um, because he grabs the paper and remember and he's it, about to report it, it has to be checked, and they're supposed to cross it out, and he's like. Oh no! You can't say that. Oh, what's the matter? You don't want me, me to tell people that there's a war going on, which uh-huh. there is. And he's just like, uh-huh. nope, nope. That's not your job. That's not what you were here for. And yeah, and then like, so he, so he goes on, and he's just so he and oh, give it up to because one thing people, well, I mean, no one forgets. We all know Robin Williams can combine comedy and drama easily. Like nobody's business. Yep, facts. and you see it in this fucking scene because he's at the mic and he's trying to do his good morning, and it's eating at him mm-hmm. and to the point where he's like you see him sweating you see him like struggling to the point where he's like i can't hide this him well i'll tell you what officially didn't happen the bar didn't officially blow yeah. up unofficially two people didn't unofficially die and he's just going off and they're trying to stop and he just goes off until they have to cut the the broadcast and yeah. i was like i fucking feel that dude hell yeah like you feel that and like so like they take him they basically take him off here yeah, they had to. They had to take him off air. They quote unquote suspended him in a Suspension. sense. And because throughout the thing, like we went to remember, people loved him. He was getting fan mail. Yep. Uh, the parody of Richard Nixon. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Oh, that was great. <laughs> and the and the lead the um the sergeant was the one that was like he just disrespected Richard Nixon, who's an American icon. And the guy's like, he's an asshole. Like, yeah, the yeah. general. He's an asshole, and I'm great friends with him. He's like, I consider him a purse curse. Cur- close personal friend yeah and he's uh, he's the worst he's like i wouldn't put an apple behind him the way he shit storms the world and you're just like wow and and the joke of that is that this is still vice pre- former vice president yeah, Nixon. that's right he's, he, he, was he didn't run VP. for president yet not yet so no. it's the joke because even the, the hater the lieutenant is like well i think he's a very fine man oh no you are a terrible judge of character like, man. Oof, nixon man <laughs> And, and that's the joke, the irony of it that, yo, oh, they don't know yet. This is yeah, still the 60s. Exactly. They don't it know the fucker. <laughs> it did not hit yet. We didn't get the Nixon. It hits very I, soon. I am not a crook. <laughs> yeah, I am not a crook. I am not a crook. I go, okay. <laughs> oh, shit. So, and so, like, then the lieutenant, the, the hater gets his moment. And when I, because they have to bring you back to the humor before they get into more, like, this was like the serious beat, the real drama. And they're like, all right. We got to lighten it up a little. And then they go to the lieutenant. When I say I was crying, because they're all telling him, sir, don't go on air with this. He's like, what? Sir, you're not funny. He's like, he's like, like, but you, so he's like, he's like, if I'm not funny, why were you laughing as you were typing it up? I was thinking about something else. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And they're begging him. He's like, sir, this is not the way to do it. And the way they do it, because they're serious. They're not, like, fucking with him. They're generally saying, sir, please don't go on the air. <laughs> you are not funny. It's not going to work. And he's yeah. like, and he sucks. With Frenchie and uh, <laughs> with the horn. And it's so bad. I'm crying. <laughs> it was, and it was, what's great about it, too, is because if there's another guy on the on the station um, besides Robert Wall's character, which was uh, Dan the Man Levantan. Yeah, yeah, which is hilarious because he, the way Robin, we like he would chew him up. He's like, yeah. "Well, thank you, Robert." Uh, yeah, well, I, he was the best because he would the Robin Williams would be like Dan the Man Levantan, and then he would come in. Well, thank you, Robin. <laughs> Oh, well, Robin. Well, well, thank you, Adrian, and Mr. Croner. The things that are happening outside is the oh yeah, because there was the one part. He's like, let's talk about the weather. It's hot outside and a little bit of rain. And you're sitting there going, "Wow, I'd shoot myself." <laughs> I wouldn't even. If you could just turn off the radio, I'd rather shoot myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's supposed to be like the dichotomy between the two. Because even Robert Wood was starting to get more animated before him. Like yes. he, was, he was influencing him, but no, not Dan the Man. Dan the Man stayed the same no matter what. Straight edge. I'm the army guy. Welcome to the show. Uh, but he was, and that's when this guy comes on. He's trying to be like, I know comedy. The lieutenant is like, I know comedy. And you're just like, oh, no, sir. <laughs> no. He started playing poker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Started playing poker. Everybody loves poker. What? Nobody loves poker. <laughs> Except John Candy in Home Alone. Yes. He's the only one that likes poker. <laughs> and it's also like like so like then um we get into like um Robin Williams, his character, like he's going through the funk. But then Twan invites him to his village, like mm. where all his family and them and he sits with them. And like again, another thing I what's great about it, they show the people. Yes. They show how they live, how they are. Like, he interacts with everyone. And again, that's why the romantic thing just bothered because she was not, she didn't care. No, she didn't give two shits. She didn't, like, the closest they got to, because then you see them walk by themselves and she says, well, this cannot work. Why? Because you're American. You are who you are. I am here. Like, we can't even be friends. And that's, you know, it's over when the chick says, we can't even be friends. Yeah, no, that means you ain't, you ain't even. Come, you even standing ten feet away from me. Like she fucking friend zones the shit out of him. <laughs> there is she nothing. Exited there. the friend zone of him. She she said you can't even. We can't even be friends. <laughs> you're an acquaintance now. When I see you, you're lucky if I wave. Like, <laughs> he he fell like, to that level. Yeah, she's like you. Yeah, you could be friends with my brother. That's cool. Yeah, not with me. I'm like oh, <laughs> not God, with me. dude. Dude, just walk. Oh no! Like I felt it for him. Yeah, I agree. Me too. I was just like, damn. Because it's like your family likes me, but you really, think you really don't fuck with me, huh? Nope. Oh, like I. Oh, that that it was painful. It was yeah. painful to watch. I absolutely, I one hundred percent agree. And then, like you see him, like he's dealing with his like, like a little. He was getting into a funk, and then you get to like to be. It's the best scene of the movie, where. Forrest Whitaker like gets pissed off at him. He's like, "Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, why? Because because of course the lieutenant's bombing. He's fucking up. Yeah, he's so to the point where everybody's asking for Cronhauer back. Like, yep. no, bring him back. He's like, I'm not doing it. I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna just do it. Because why? You these people don't want the truth. They don't. They want to stifle what I have to say. And he said, he said, yo, this is more than just this people. You're affecting people. So that he takes him out to a group that's about to be deployed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when I say this scene, like, another, again, it's just, it's the joy of Robin Williams because this is another scene where they just let him go. Yep. 
where he's it's a group of children. They're about to go out into the jungle, and he just talks with them. Yeah. And you know why it's real? Because they let that shit go on for a while. Yes, yes. Where he's just asking, okay, where are you from? Where are you from? I'm from New York. Oh, I'm from the village. Oh, you're from the village. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you want to come here and just wear green? And, like, you get the allusion. And, like, it's just so good. And, like, you see, like, the more he's doing it, he's realizing, oh, this is why I'm here. Yep. But people like this that are going out into these dangerous places, they don't know if they're going to come back alive. Mm-hmm. They don't. And, again, most of those people, they, they, they actually showed they did not come back alive. Correct. Yeah, they did not. They did not, and then like, and you just see them just drive, and you see, okay, this is why I'm here. And then they go on, they, and then they play like it's good morning, and they say, and then they go to the montage of a beautiful world. Yeah, what a wonderful what, world! What a wonderful world, and showing the war, the war, and it's the that. Oh my god, Death. that scene! Mwah. Like, like that scene was just amazing because mm-hmm. it's like. I don't even know how to explain. I don't know if you could do it better than me. I can't even like explain it. It's more of just I I and I and I bring it back to when I said even beforehand. It's like the realism of that reality hits you, and it hits Robin Williams's character as well in the film. So as a viewer, you're thinking that this is a comedy drama yeah. movie. You're having a good time. You're on a wild ride with Robin Williams. And then you feel how he feels when it comes with the other soldiers. But now you're playing Louis Armstrong, which Satchmo. is love, love me some Louis Armstrong. But the song has a different meaning to what they were showing you. You know, and I think to myself, what I want to You know, I'm not, I'm definitely nowhere close to Louis Armstrong like that. But <laughs> when you watch it, it's like an oxymoron. It's like yes. I'm I'm listening to a great song talking about wonderful things and the sky is blue and all this great stuff and I'm looking at destruction and war and death and you yeah. and I guess it gives you that weird like feeling where you're just it's, like oh I I get what he feels yeah it's, it's fucked meant, up yeah. reality sucks that's really what it is no matter meant, how crazy I don't mean to cut you off but no, 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 no matter how right, crazy yeah. he can be on the on air no matter how funny he could be no matter how how many voices Robin Williams can do. They still go out there. They still get. They still are getting killed. So it's almost like I'm doing it to please them and myself. But yep. reality strikes in, and they might not come home. And that's fucked up. It, it's the truth, and that's what it is because it's meant. It's meant to to bring bring those feelings in you. Because mm-hmm. again, it's a message. It's and again, big one. Because a lot of people at the time was against this the Vietnam occupation, or whatever war, oh, yeah. police action, whatever joke they they were making about it in the movie. That was the feeling of a lot of people. Yep. Because that wasn't a war that they didn't. America didn't win that shit. No, no. <laughs> that, that was all for nothing. So, yeah, it was all completely and, for nothing. And this shows that, and this shows like. Of like like how bad it was so yep. but it's and then it ends with him just saying oh yeah like and like and but it's almost like he realizes this is the least I can do yep. this is my way of contributing to what's going on out here in a try in a positive light yep and that's and that's what it was and then like you go later on now him and Forrest Whitaker they're driving through the territory and the bomb goes off and that was a setup. Turns out it was a setup. It was a setup because even Forrest Whitaker says he's yeah. like there haven't been any checkpoints in a while because there's yeah. supposed to be the checkpoints because you know the enemy could be out there yeah. and they get shot and it turns out it was a setup by the sergeant. Yeah, Dickerson. Yeah, he was the one that did it, or it was a yeah Sergeant Major Dickerson. Yeah, um, he it was a setup because they were trying to get rid of him. 
and that's so fucked up. You could have killed him. <laughs> and, and that's and that's why I was like, he didn't do it yet. This was the moment where he became the lead hater. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he tried to like, kill him. Kill just because you didn't like what he was like. What? Because he because he threw it out there when he told him not to. So he was like, we need to find a way to get rid of this guy. Uh huh. And but you put him in way. dangerous. Like that's some fucked up. Of course, he never gets called up on it. I mean, like he gets sort of a comeuppance, but he like that's real he fucked gets up. Yeah. He did just enough where he could never get like implicated. Mm-hmm. But if hey things happen, it's war. And look who turns out to help him, Twan. Because why? Twan, Twan was one of them. He knows the people there, so he yeah. knows where he went. He knew how to get there safely, and he knew how to find them. Because even me, I got caught because the whole time, the different souls, like the the Vietcong, they're calling. Oh, you could come out now. Mm-hmm. We'll help you. So when Twan called to them, I'm like, is that the same guy? He's like, oh, do you want to know how it's me? Flip him the bird. And I'm yeah. like, oh, but then it fucks with you because oh, it's a friend. But then you wait, 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 what? How is he? Because any how is minute he safe I'm watching- right now. He's safe, yeah, because I'm watching like, yo, why, how did he get there? And because, I, again, I forgot a lot, so I could have sworn Forrest Whitaker was going to die. I'm not going to lie. You know, they uh, always kill the fucking black I, I was thinking at one point, I'm like, you know what's going to happen when, they, when the, um, the car got shot with the, yeah. the tires? And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, Forrest Whitaker's going to die, right? I'm like, and then I'm trying to think, and I'm like, wait, did Forrest Whitaker die in this movie? Oh, I hope he doesn't die in this movie because his eye didn't go down yet. This is what hurt his eye. <laughs> he died, Him dying in, in Good Morning Vietnam, which he doesn't, by the way. He does not die in this movie. Yeah, yeah but like I almost because I forgot. I was like, wait, did he die? No, he didn't die. No, we're good. We're, yeah, but you forget good. because of the way it is. But then, yeah. so like he brings up, they, they make it to the village that's burned down. Mm-hmm. Luckily, the helicopter comes. Mm-hmm. Saves them again, which whew, thank God, because yeah. because I forget, I forgot. So I'm watching this for like trying to remember what will happen. So then he goes to the office, Sergeant Major Dickinson, and they tell him that Tuan works for the enemy. Yep. And because of his interaction with him, he's done. He's done. You're like you're out of here. And like that's where shit gets serious. Where he goes to Trin and he's like, Yo, where's your brother? Mm-hmm. Where did Like, yo, I'm I'm now out of here because of him. You got to let me know where he's. And then he goes, he finds, and he chases him. Well, and this is. But yeah. remember, before he chases him, so she walks him there. Yeah. He sees him with the yeah. other guy. The, like, they were like kids, so the other yeah. kids. He looks up, and now he doesn't react until he calls him by the freaking the terrorist name that he's yeah. known for. Yeah. Then yeah. he reacts because then he goes, "Oh shit!" Takes yeah. off running. Uh huh. And then Robin Williams takes off running. Books after Books him. After him. Which I thought, again, I, I thought he was going to lead him to danger, but he's like, so then he starts yelling at him, how could you do this to me? Mm-hmm. You're my best friend. They, we're here trying to help. Yeah. And this is where, this is the triggering word. He's like, we're here trying to help you people. Yep. And that's when Swan's like, the fuck? Yeah, he comes what right out. He Tear comes right balling. out. Yo, tears falling. You're trying to help us. We didn't ask for your help. You mm-hmm. can't. You came here. You killed our mothers. You killed my family. My brother got killed. My neighbor. And like, my neighbor. And like. And but that's what happens. Like these young. And it's always the young people that tends to get, starts feeling a way of mm-hmm. like, and because again and like and uh, Robin Williams. Reason why that thing got me because I thought Robin Williams was smart enough to know better. After everything he's seen, but at the end of the day, he is from the army. Yeah. And you are taught a certain way of what you're doing. So it, it goes to show you Robert Williams' character, even though he's all nice and he's all that, the 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 not I'm not gonna say brainwashing, but the the mantra that was instilled in all the soldiers yeah. was still we're here doing something good. Right, of course. Like we're here to help. So when he yells that out, 
Twan is quick to say, no, the fuck you're not. Yeah, nope. You're here on some bullshit. You're not helping us. We're getting killed. Everyone I love, I care about. And the, and the, the, the thing that I think what Twan said where it really got to Robin Williams' character is like, and yet through all that, I still saved your ass. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. And he's like, even though all that stuff, I still saved you because he liked him. Yes. Because he's like, you're. I noticed pretty much you're not like them. Uh-huh. You're different from them. But... Mm-hmm. Obviously, with him responding that way is when Tuan realized, like, nah, you're just like them. You know, yeah. you're, yeah, we, yeah, we were friends, but no. If you think you're here, to, if you think you're here helping us, then you're just like all of them. And, and, and he could have killed him right there if he wanted to. Yeah. Oh yeah, he could easily been like and shot, dead. Yeah, and that was it. And we, and the crazy part about that is, that's the end of that. Yeah, they, they, they just Tuan is gone. Tuan is gone. Trin is technically somewhat gone. She shows up for oh, no. a little bit, a little bit later. Yeah, toward the end, where he's like, "Oh, you're, you're a good person," because at least because Robin was like, he like he fulfills his promise of teaching him how to play baseball. baseball yeah, like on his way. And the one of the funniest lines was one of the MPs at the end. Where he, because he sees Trin come and he walks over, and it's, I, I hope that's an ad lib because it was so off the cuff. He's like, "This guy's about to say goodbye to the whole damn country." And you know who that was, right? Yes. Oh fuck. Oh man. Because I saw him. I'm like, that's that's a uh, smart guy's father. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's also in Sergeant Bilko as yes. one of the t- of one of the top, um, I guess, like lieutenants. Um, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, we'll get there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, 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 the second I seen him, I was like, yeah, it's 96, Sergeant Bilko, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, I remember laughing because I was like, oh shit, smart guy's dad. And he's always I, I in army him. movies. I credit, I got, I found him. Uh, he's credited as MP number two, uncredited. He was, they didn't actually put his name in the movie. What's his John name? John Marshall. Yes, John, John there you Marshall go. Jones. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, this your guy, brother I like is how to get <laughs> Like this guy's about to say goodbye to the whole damn country. I'm yeah. like, that's yo. I was like, that was that last joke they had to get in. Mm-hmm. So like he says, she says goodbye. She's like, she's like, look, you're a good person. He's like, and but that's when they try to say like, in different circumstances, we could be friends. Yeah. Who knows what could happen? He's like, all right, look, just take care of yourself. So I think, and then so he leaves, but then you see Forrest Whitaker's characters, Major Garlic, Garlic. Goes on and he's like, "Good morning, Vietnam." Yep. Like he's trying to like try to live up. He's like, "We have one more recording left by Cron uh, Cronhauer. Hope you like it." And let me tell you something. That last message, that's when I began to feel it because it was almost sounding as if Robin Williams himself was saying goodbye to uh, like to people. Yeah. Like that's how I internalize that because he's saying goodbye to Vietnam. Like I know it didn't last long, but I'm just stay up. And he's making jokes about when you go back and thing. It almost sounded like he was saying goodbye to us as like as the audience. Yeah, as the audience. Yeah. And that shit, I was like, it hurts, right? Yeah, because every and and you got to think, a lot of those movies, it kind of happens. And like uh, obviously, we know we're gonna get there to a bunch of them. Yeah. But Mrs. Doubtfire, when we get there, when Mrs. Oh. Doubtfire at the end when she's talking, oh. like after he died, and you watch that, that shit hurts. Yes, because that's you know the. Bye-bye. You know another one again. We'll get a lot of because we're gonna. He does a Jack. lot of it. Yeah, he does a lot the of them last at the end. Teaching Jack where he's on the, with the graduation commencement. Mm-hmm. That speech fucks with you now. Yep. Like a lot of his movies seem to have that effect of. Goodbye. Yeah. It's over. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. 
But this was the first of those where it was like, come on, man. <laughs> Damn. And I thought, because I, you know, I haven't seen it in a long time, too. And I thought, like, when the plane was going up, and I thought maybe there'd be, like, a next scene of where, I guess, oh, where he is now. And I was like, oh, no, the movie's over. Yeah, he, like, oh, that was it. Okay, movie over. And, oh, my God. Just it just the, overall this film was like this is one of those again it's the medicine and the candy yeah you're teaching a message you're teaching so much but at the end anyway, the performance again this is one of those movies where no one else could have taken this role oh absolutely but Robin Williams absolutely 100%. it only works because we believe in his sincerity and everything that he was doing mm-hmm. and that's a theme of, again when we get into a lot of his movies every role he had other than like the real dark serious ones but any of these like lighter. You believed in his sincerity. When he was playing baseball, he was really playing baseball with those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was really just having fun and they just let the camera roll. Yep. Like you believe he was not acting. Everyone else could have been acting. He wasn't. Nope, he was, that was in the moment with everyone, just enjoying that himself. That was Robin Williams having a good old time. Yes. And uh, again, this movie was great. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree 100%. But of course, before we move on any further, we got to let's get some factual facts. Let's get Mr. A-Town. Let's get some factual facts. So I got a few things I want to ask you and a few things I'd like to tell you. We'll start with an asking. Did you know that? All right, Mr. A-Town. I don't know if you know this, but this movie made more than $123 million at the US, the U.S. box office alone. Good Morning Vietnam was the fourth highest grossing movie of 1987, which is very weird because it's, we see that it came out in 88. Yeah. yeah. But I guess they counted it as an they 87 movie. They counted it from the debut, yes. Um, yeah. So it making it a massive hit. Not surprised. Shh. Not surprised. That's And you got to uh, adjust for the price of inflation of uh, yep. what it is now. That's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> a lot of fucking money. Lot yes. of money. So I did not know that. Now you know. I'll say it again. Now you know. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mr. A-10, I don't know if you know this. Uh, twice in the film, Adrian is seen pulling out the Beatles' Help album. Now, I, I, I did catch this. Uh, yeah. From the station's collection. But if you, if you notice, no Beatles songs were played because at the time, the copyrights to their songs had not been released for use yeah. in movies or any other media outlet. This oh. was also the case with the film Pirate Radio. The DJs worshipped the Beatles and talked about them often, but they could not play their songs. And that's true. You do see the, the album help a lot. Yeah. He usually now, pulls it out, but he puts it back. Now, I'm wondering, is that before or after Michael Jackson did the rope-a-dope and took the rights for himself? Uh, that would definitely be before. Yeah, because... Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. Because he was still working with John around that time. Yeah, like... Because that's what really broke up their friendship was when Michael did that. Well, because... It was kind of fucked up. Now you know. <laughs> it was kind of fucked up, you know. And he, I, I think he has it back now, right? I think Paul McCartney has it back. No, no, no? Catherine, Catherine has it. Uh, did, no, did the mother die? His mother didn't die yet. No, she didn't. I don't think I she think, did. So it's in her name, and I think it may go to the kids. I don't know if he gave it back. I gotta look. I don't quote me on that. That's but crazy, think- though. You got to think. You still got two Beatles alive, and they don't own their music. <laughs> So fucked I, up. I always say though, it's kind of Paul's fault, fault because he told Michael that's how you gain wealth by royalties. Yep, and, and Michael's like, "All right, I'll buy yours. I'm gonna buy the Beatles. <laughs> I got, I got the money. Fuck it." Fucked up, man. So <laughs> fucked up. Um, Mr. Aton, I don't know if you know this, 
But Barry Le- Levinson refused to let Adrian Croner and Robin Williams meet during the film's production. Levinson feared that if had the two met, Williams yeah. would, however, yeah. subconsciously try to actually mimic Croner during his performance, ah. negatively affecting his characterization. Williams yeah. and Croner would eventually meet at the movie's premiere. So he pretty okay. much didn't want him to mimic him. He wanted him to be himself. Yeah. yeah. Instead of trying to be like, oh, because that's how Robin Williams was, though. He yeah. would watch everything you do. And if he's playing somebody, he would want to see how you talk, how you walk, yeah. how's, well, how's your hands move. And he would try to mimic it, which could have actually ruined the performance. Yeah. And changed it, you know, completely out of the box. But hey, I didn't know that. Now you know. That's actually that makes sense because uh, the strength of this movie is because again with with Cronow um, the real one whatever worked for him during that time worked but when you put it in like a media thing it probably would not have translated but you needed yeah. someone with a lot of energy so as the audience we can appreciate what they probably appreciated from him at the time yep. and if Robin Williams is now mimicking someone else. We would be watching, well, that looks weird. Yeah, that's not Robin Williams. Like, yeah, Robin needed to be his own person. He needed to be himself so that we can see. Basically, it's kind of equating the feeling f- in through our lens yeah. of what this guy was at the time and why he was so influential. So the best way to do it is get a Robin Williams person mm-hmm. to be that animated, be that energetic. And then we was like, this is why he was such a big figure at the time. Agreed, yeah. I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. So now we go on to another segment. Called Where Were We? Now, the good thing about this, like we said, this was released in 1987, but it's December 23rd, and the official release was 1980, January 15th. So I know the fuck where I was. I was at least, I was 11 months old, so almost, practically I was one years old. (laughs) 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 Uh, I'm uh, nine and oh, I'm pretty much, I'm seven months, no, I'm seven months old. Seven months old. And the joke about this, because this is around Christmas, my mom has I, – I can't find it. I'm mad I never – I wasn't able to get it because I didn't know that exact date. If I had saw the date, I would have found the picture. There is a picture of me uh, for my, in my first Christmas with my big-ass afro <laughs> holding up one of the ornamental balls okay. from the tree like with, with a big old goofy <laughs> smile. <laughs> If I find it by the time this episode released, we could we could put it on the IG. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm pretty sure you can find some of us of like where were we, so we could say this way eight time around was when this that's movie. A, was- yeah, honestly, that's not a bad idea, especially a, as the years progress, because we'll be we able find, to actually find even more photos where yeah, oh, this so is I'm where a, I was. I think it's in my baby's album of me with my big old goofy smile, <laughs> a giant ass afro, and I'm holding up like the ornamental balls because I'm like, look, I got one. I, I look got so it. <laughs> Little A down. <laughs> Little Miss A down. Right after we're done tape, I'm gonna go find. It. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna text you when I take the picture. Nice. So and, and now I know exactly when it was. Yep. Because that's when this movie was released. That's that, where I was. That's perfect. <laughs> And everybody out there, it it will turn out on our IG. Trust me. Yes, because it's going to be so amazing, adorable. That but is. so, I don't even know if we should be. Let's let's go to our final ratings. And this we is going to be our a, ratings. What did uh, IMDb get it? Give it IMDb. Let's go to IMDb because I was uh, first. I'm going to show the awards. It got so he was nominated for best actor in a re- leading role for that year. Oh, okay. I didn't know it, that. Yeah, it was the 1988 Academy Awards. Oh. <laughs> The joke. So here's the thing. The winner that won is a movie we're going to cover. 
I'm not gonna say it. Yep. But I'll I'll tell you off air. But the winner of that 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 beat him is a movie we're probably gonna cover probably in the next couple of weeks. Sweet. I'll tell you off air. But and when you look, yeah, this person deserved to beat him. Okay. But it was so he didn't win for best, but it did win a golden. He did win the Golden Globe for best performance by an actor in a motion motion picture. Okay. Comedy or musical. So he did win for best. Best Actor in Golden Globe. He won American American Comedy Award. He won for that. He won, yeah. So it did. Win. He won a Grammy also. This was probably where he won his first Grammy. Best Comedy Recording. I guess the. So I'm pretty sure by them giving that him, the radio broadcast must have been put out as recordings. Oh uh, yeah, probably like on an album or something. Yeah. So they must have took all his radio broadcasts. I mean, we could probably find it later on and put it as a recording, and they put that up for a nomination. Yeah. And he did win a Grammy for it. Shit. Which is just, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Well, good shit, Robin Williams. Yeah, good shit. So, yeah, so so now IMDb, they officially gave this movie 7.3 out of 10. I don't know who would be. Uh, wow, 7.3 out of 10, huh? Yeah. Wow, so, okay. It's also smooth. What are you giving this? Ooh, this is toughy. Um, this is a tough one here because it's like I go back to most of the movies that we discussed recently and how the rating system, how did we do in our rating system? And we're usually pretty kind when it comes yeah. to these movies. Yeah. But after rewatching it, after enjoying it, as I know I did long, long time ago, even as a kid, I would sit down and watch this movie. I'm going to say that this movie definitely 100% deserves a 4.5. I'm going to give it a 4.5. And the reason I'm not giving it the full five is because that romantic freaking, Mother- you know, I'm sorry. It doesn't work for me. So you tried something. I didn't like it. You got to lose a grade. It's not fair to say it's perfect when yeah. I can actually honestly say I didn't like that part. Dude, right here. Because I was exactly 4.5 for me as well. And it's because of the damn romantic subplot. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, if you I eliminate a- that, if you take that away, and it yeah. was just like him trying to be friends with her, yeah. and and like the story stays the same, where she's like, "I don't want to be friends," and then so yeah. on and so forth, I'd give it a five in that case. But you tried something and it failed, and it, and that's what it was because the moment she came on screen, and I I, I almost started feeling, eh. yeah, exactly, me and, too. And, I went, and, nah. that, and that was the only part of the entire movie I was like, eh. yeah, because everything else was good. And again, because, and it was, I don't know if she was, I got to look her up. Like, was she doing that on purpose or they just really just found a local person to play the role? Um, What's her name? Like, Chinta. Because, yeah, she's done nothing else. She's done, yeah, so they literally, she's from Thailand. She's Uh, done, she's, okay, she's done other films, but this was her first movie. Well, that might explain a lot. Yeah, she has. She barely has any other acting credits. Mm-hmm. She has like maybe two others like spread across. I guess in Thailand she might be big, but this was her first movie, and you could see it. The yeah. acting, it was just it felt off with her, and that's agreed. why yes, four point five. Yeah, agreed. I didn't. You didn't feel it. Um, it didn't. It, and here's the thing: if they would have really pursued the whole um, love interest, like if they would have dated. I might yeah. have minused another point five from it because I would have been like, I really don't believe it now. Yeah, you know, like it's like sorry, like, but to me, they, yeah, you tried something. I'm sure it actually happened, obviously, but it's biography yeah. type of movie. But then again, we don't know. They could have tried to pull a little. Let's put a little love interest in. It's a movie, yeah. so let's put a little love interest in there. And I'm sorry you dropped the ball on it because I didn't believe it. Yes, I don't I see agree. Robin Williams going for the nineteen-year-old chick. Sorry, it just—it was just so weird. It's so, ugh. yeah, it's like, like for nope. 
from otherwise great movie. All right, so I guess that's it. I would do it. All right, so uh, let's sign off. <laughs> All right, time to say our goodbyes. So uh, my name is Tommy James, a.k.a. Mr. O. So smooth. Um, and this was great. Of course, another great movie that we're discussing, and we're almost finished. Oh, the first season is almost done, Mr. Aton 87. We've we've been past 87 for years, so long now. We relived it. We're about to leave it again and move on to 88 very, very soon. Um, but, yeah, again, this was a lot of fun. And, uh, shit, man, I can't wait for the next week. Yeah. We're not going to tell them the movie. We're not going to no, tell them what nope, movie nope. we're talking about. But I promise you it will be a good one. Yes, yes. So, and once again, I am Alex Aton Ryan. Once again. This round of this round of entertainment is on us. Second rounds. It's always on us, baby. Always on us, baby. Yeah. And <laughs> you thank you that. for once again sitting here with us, listening to us, and once again growing up with movies. Yes, sir. But Mr. A Town, where can you find us? Oh, of course. Well, you can find us on IG, Facebook, uh, Anchor FM, Spotify, iHeart, iTunes. Basically, if you Google us, we have the number one spot. Growing up with movies, second rounds, all over the place. beginning of a beautiful friendship.